Good morning, One Hope. It's February 20th, 2024, and our passage for today is Jeremiah chapter 13, verses 1 to 11. In today's passage, we see one of Jeremiah's symbolic acts. A symbolic act is something that prophets do at the commands of God as a way to not just speak the message, but show the message. We see other symbolic acts in Jeremiah later on, this, on in this book, like Jeremiah being told not to not get married and have children, or God telling him to buy a pot and then smash it before the people, and so on. So this sort of thing, sometimes peculiar, other times you understand it, but whatever that God tells them to do as a symbolic act to show the message, that's what a symbolic act is. Well, let's see what the symbolic act which God commands Jeremiah to do in today's passage. Verse 1, God tells Jeremiah, go and buy a linen belt. And so that's what he does. But then verse 3, word of God comes to him second time. Take the belt, go, to, go now to Parath, and hide the belt there in a crevice in the rocks. So that's what he does. And then verse 6, the word of God comes for the third time. Go now to Parath and get the belt I told you to hide there. So that's what Jeremiah does. But what he finds out is that in verse 7, he sees that the belt was ruined and completely useless. And starting from verse 8, God explains what this symbolic act means for the people of Judah. Verse 8, Then the word of the Lord came to me, This is what the Lord says in the same way I will ruin the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. Just like this new belt that became useless because it's ruined, I will ruin the pride of Judah and Jerusalem. What he means is I will send the Babylonians and bring down this city and bring down the kingdom of Judah. Verse 10, he explains why he's going to do this. These wicked people who refuse to listen to my words, who follow the stubbornness of their hearts and go after other gods to serve and worship them, will be like this belt, completely useless. So, through this belt, linen belt that's totally ruined, God's going to ruin them and bring them to destruction because they have become wicked, they have turned to other gods, and they have become like this belt, completely useless. And that's why I will judge them, God says. But then in verse 11, God reveals what he had hoped for. For as a belt is bound around the waist... So I bound all the people of Israel and all the people of Judah to me. Just like the belt you have around your waist, God is saying, you, Judah, people of Israel, northern kingdom, southern kingdom, you were supposed to be so close to me, intimate with me, stuck, stay with me. 
to be my people for my renown and praise and honor, in order that you might live your life for my name and to bring glory to me. But what was the result? But they have not listened. Verse 11, there God says to them, that was my plan for you. I had these dreams and hopes and wishes for you that you would be close to me. You will be my people and you will live for me, my name and my glory. And as a result, you will share in the honor and glory that belongs to me. But you have not listened and you have turned away from that. So based on this symbolic act and the message that Jeremiah give, gives to Judah, the people of Judah, here is our takeaway for today. Live so as not to become God's regrets. Live so as not to become God's regrets. Here I can see and we can see and feel the regrets of God. Him aching and feeling terrible because that's what I wanted you to be. And yet you have completely abandoned it and abandoned me. We take time to plan for our financial well-beings in the future. We sit down and think hard and long about the career and the path that we'll take in our career in the future. But do we plan for our calling, the calling of God, how we will live it out in different seasons of my life? One professor at my seminary many years ago, he became a professor a bit later in his life because he was going in another uh, direction and he had a, a prestigious career, an engineer, but then a little bit later in his life, he received a calling from God to become a biblical scholar. So he um, switched course, went to seminary, got two masters and then PhD in UK and then became a scholar. And I remember sitting in his class and one thing that he mentioned in passing that stuck with me and that's, this is what he said. I'm in my 50s right now and my calling right now is to keep researching and studying and go deeper into my topic and the area that I'm, I'm studying. But then when I go into my 60s and, and later on, I will start thinking about passing it on to my disciples and future uh, scholars and, and, and leaving it behind for others who will follow me. And ever since I heard that, even though it was one of those comments that was in passing, it stuck with me. I mean, I had already been that kind of person that, that always planned things out for the future, but that really uh, struck a chord with me. And, and I told myself then I will start doing that as well. So I started thinking about my life in that season as well, in different seasons, my 20s, my 30s, 40s, 50s. And even now, I think about now that I'm about to pretty soon go into my 50s. And I think more about my 50s and 60s and how those two seasons how I will um, try to and do my best to fulfill God's calling for my life. All this so that I will not become God's regrets. What about you? For your calling, God's calling in your life, how will it unfold? 
in your 20s, in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s? Well, let's just go there for now because in EC, uh, we don't really have anyone in, in their 70s or about to enter into their 70s. But if you choose to and want to plan it out as well, your 70s and 80s, 90s, it's really up to you and it's for you to decide. But the important message is that we don't forget that God has a plan and calling for our lives. How do we do that? How do we live out this life? Well, don't think just so big, but think small and think one day at a time. Start with today. Live your life on this day so that your day, at the end of the day, you will not become God's regrets. You will not look back and say, I wish I had lived a better day for God. Make sure you do your best to live your day so that it will not, you will not feel God's regrets at the end of the day. I'm always the first one to come to church in the morning for our morning service. I got out of my car, and I lift up my eyes, and I saw the sky, and I breathe in the fresh air, and as I breathe it out, I, I called upon the name of the Lord, and I looked up, and I, 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 I told myself, here I go again, on this day, I want to live in him, live in his presence. And as I'm walking towards the door, God brings a few people in our community into our minds. And I said to myself, those are the people that I'll go in and pray for. You start with just one day at a time. And if you're faithful to your day, God will give you big plans for your week. If you're faithful to your week, God will give you a great calling and plans and reveal it to you for your month. You do that for your month, he'll give it to you for the year. If you do that for the year, he'll give it to you for the next five years, ten years. And that's how God works. So start with today and live your day so as to not become God's regrets. In Jesus' name, amen.